0: Welcome to Getting Off with Natalie
1: and Rocky,
0: where we help you to create more safety and enjoyment in the bedroom. I'm Natalie Viers, a pleasure and intimacy coach.
1: And I'm Rocky Peterson, Yoni massage practitioner and pleasure educator. This is a space where you get to open your mind, be free of your inhibitions and play.
0: Hi, welcome back to Getting Off with Natalie and Rocky. I'm Natalie.
1: And I'm Rocky. And today we are on to a very interesting subject for guys and ladies, too. And this one is called Deep Throat or Bust. And uh, I'm intrigued as hell because this is one of Natalie's topics to talk about. So Natalie, why that particular header?
0: So when I was first starting out teaching my blowjob class, one of the things that I ran into A lot was women whose lovers love deep throat and had sort of this expectation that a blowjob has to incorporate deep throat. So I wanted to do some myth busting with this episode and share some about the gap between the hardcore expectations that porn has set for us when it comes to sexual engagement versus the reality of what is actually pleasurable and connecting and effective. (laughs) And so one of the, I think, relieving things that I am most often sharing with women is that deep throat is a choice. (laughs) It's an option. It's not a requirement when it comes to giving mind-blowing pleasure to a man. And That's kind of our jumping off point in this episode. The deeper point that I'm making is that hardcore engagement, roughness, objectification, and this more intense and performative way of engaging that is shown in pornography is just like one little piece of what sex can be and probably one of the least satisfying pieces available to us. So Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that difference here in this episode.
1: Okay. So I kind of have a question here a little bit. And that is, so I've, I've never asked or even implied that, you know, I expected deep throat. It's like there are guys that do that, that demand it or ask for it or expect it or somehow imply that, you know, that's what you're supposed to be doing.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Guys don't just kind of take what they can get. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, There are <laughs> dynamics ranging all across the spectrum. And there's definitely an end of the spectrum. It's the more entitled end of the spectrum. And it has to do with the objectification of a woman's body in most cases. Most men who have developed a preference for a deep throat haven't necessarily done so because they're deeply intimately connected with the woman that they're engaging with. There is a form of deep throat that is deeply connected and intimate and engaged and highly pleasurable for both parties. In fact, a woman is physically capable of having an orgasm that originates in her throat. Wow. Yeah. Bet you didn't know that. No. Yes. And it all comes back to this idea of consent? Is our body on board with what is happening? Is it aligned with our authentic desire? Basically, if you can bring yourself and your body to the point where you are desiring to be penetrated in that way to that depth, that your body can be in agreement with what's happening. And that is when that experience is very pleasurable for both people but that's what's required is this agreement in all aspects of oneself that like, yes, this is, this is what I would like to be happening right now. Our, both our mind and our body needs to be in agreement.
1: So how did you see where this started, where it comes from? This, this belief that men have.
0: It definitely originates in porn. It's a pornographic culture where women's bodies are commodified. And there's an aspect of this conversation that definitely belongs in the kink conversation, because there's an aspect of of our sexual expression where we can really enjoy being objectified. We can really enjoy masochism and sadism and submission. Yep. And so it it becomes complicated when we include awareness of what's happening in the kink realm, but just when we're looking at kind of our main cultural ideas about what sex is for a lot of people, the main source of information is porn and what is happening in porn or at least, you know, 90% of porn, there's definitely some beautiful, connected, you know, natural expression of sexuality out there in pornography, but the majority of it exists in this sort of misogynistic realm where women are just treated like sex objects and men get off in doing so and women get off on being treated that way.
1: Well, you know, there's there's kind of an interesting thing and I kind of go to this a little bit in my course where I explain to women that part of what, like, for example, what arouses a man is a visual. I mean, when we see something erotic, like a naked woman, we literally start having orgasms. And and it can be with a penis that isn't even hard. We start having these contractions in our genitals. It's probably very similar to, you know, for women, you know, I've reading it. something-
0: Penis jumps. <laughs> yeah,
1: the little, the little jump. So that's that's actually, you know, it's, it's actually priming us to, you know, get to a full state of arousal. And, you know, it's, women are experiencing something similar. Like, for example, if you're reading a romance novel and you get to those juicy parts, you start feeling contractions. You start feeling some women describe it as a thump. Or, you know, a pulse or something like that where something's happening there, right? A
0: throbbing. Yes. Throbbing. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: throbbing's kind of, you know, moving along a little bit. That's, you know, you don't necessarily probably start with throbbing. So the very initial sensations are kind of what I'm talking about. And so guys are starting to have an orgasm from what we see. So on top of that, what we see also like adds like this boost of, energy to our genitals when we're like now, when we're aroused, we can get a contraction from what we see too, but it feels way better. So, you know, there's kind of something built into us to want to see something that, you know, kind of drives that extra boost of energy to our genitals. And for women, it may be something that they're thinking, right? You're a little bit more cognitive about, you know, those kinds of things that send that boost to your genitals. It's like maybe the fantasy of what's going on or the, the connection or whatever. And so, you know, there's kind of an explanation for why we want to see that deep throat thing. But at the same time, there's probably ways of creating it without, you know, creating a, the, the sensation for the guy you know, that, that's similar to a deep throat without necessarily you know, doing it. Maybe if he's not watching, maybe you could trick him. What do you think?
0: Are you excited to explore the world of pleasure?
1: If so, head to getting off with natalieandrocky.com where you can choose your own
0: adventure. I think that it's important to recognize when we have taken a very natural impulse and desire and basically warped it into a shadow aspect of itself where it's become something that can be quite harmful. I'm, I'm reminded of how I view the concept of, of religion, that I believe that all religion is, is based on a very tangible part of our fundamental human experience. And so there is a fundamental truth that is being spoken to in, in the construction of every religion. But on top of that truth has been built constructs of power and, and control. And so that very beautiful, original, natural impulse and and truth has been warped into something that is now very capable of causing harm in the world. and. So, like a man's desire to fully penetrate a woman is one of the most natural things on the planet Earth. And so, it's a very understandable desire, which is why a very successful industry has been built around showing men this. And it's interesting because we, we don't yet have a kink episode planned, but I, I feel us kind of dropping crumbs that are, that are leading towards that conversation. I believe that women who are more on the masochistic end, women who enjoy experiencing some pain with pleasure, I believe that's a result of, at some point in our development, uh, some confusion happening where we have experienced some form of mistreatment. And our bodies have very natural, instinctive physical responses sexually. So it's very easy for us as women to have an experience where emotionally we don't feel good, but physically we do. And when that happens, especially during a formative time in our lives, it can become very ingrained in our sexual expression that what we think we are looking for in sex is that infusion of pain and pleasure because that gives us the sense of intensity that we experienced as we were forming who we are sexually. And I believe that those preferences are not necessarily a permanent state of being, that as we grow and heal and come back home to truly respecting and loving and honoring ourselves, that a lot of the time those preferences can shift. So I think that collectively, this is the healing that we're all participating in now is shifting away from this more harmful pain infused with pleasure expression of sex that we see demonstrated all over the place to a much more loving, connected, positive experience of sex together that is honestly unlimited in its potential for pleasure experience.
1: So the image of someone deep throating someone, and there's all kinds of things that goes with that, whether he's holding her head or her hair, or, or even just being passive. It sounds like you're saying that's that's a frightening image for women.
0: It can be. I want to always be aware of the fact that everyone exists on a spectrum, our tastes are everywhere on a spectrum, like, especially when we're talking about the realm of, of sexuality, and there is no shame anywhere on that spectrum. And there are absolutely women who are not <laughs> not frightened by that visual and very much turned on by it. And my commentary about the infusion of pain and pleasure, some women are in a healthy place with that where they happen to be in a healthy relationship that is supportive of those kinks in a safe way, which means that they're not experiencing harm even though there's potentially pain involved for them. That being said, for someone who's really honestly on board for the act, deep throat is not painful. It's pleasurable.
1: Okay, well, let's delve into that a little bit. What does that mean? How does that begin? How does one take that frightening image you know, and own it to that place where she can go, okay, I'm not going to let that be something that scares me. I'm going to let that be something that I enjoy.
0: I mean, it's a, it's an individual choice. And one of the things I think is really important to say is that it's absolutely optional. (laughs) One does not ever have to get to the point where they wish to be penetrated to that degree. Even if you have a partner who desires to experience that with you, it's still not a requirement. It it genuinely needs to come from a truly authentic desire. And that is where I help women move into in my course is how do you work within to bring your desires in alignment with what you would really like to experience if you if you take away the fear and if you take away the discomfort and if you clear your relationship to it in the past. But that's a process.
1: And so of course half of that's gotta be, you know, the guy and being the man that checks in and makes sure he has consent and that there's communication so that she can know that he's good with her saying, no, that's, that's as much as I can do. And he's good with that, you know, so that someone's not being coerced. This is, you know, we're always going to be talking about consent on this show, right?
0: Yeah, men, I think that it is probably safe for you to assume that every woman that you come into contact with has experienced some form of sexual trauma and is working to heal that. We exist now in a culture that is built around sex not being safe for women and that being an attractive thing. So (laughs) our entire cultural relationship to sex is derived around not prioritizing women's safety.
1: Mm, Okay. I mean, I certainly understand that the safer women feel the more beneficial it is for me. (laughs) So guys make it safe.
0: (laughs) I, I also want to illuminate that this is something that is ingrained on both sides for men and for women. So for example, it's very common for women to have fantasies about being raped. Oh, yeah. It's very, very, very common because that fantasy feels very empowering to have. Why does it feel empowering to have? because almost all of us have had experiences in our life where something sexual has happened to us and we haven't been in consent
1: I think that should be an episode in fact I'm I'm gonna suggest that that might be one of our episodes after this series and maybe you know the kink and then something on that one
0: hmm yes
1: because because it is it, it is a huge fantasy I I, I hear it Uh, quite frequently. And sadly, women are shamed when they feel that fantasy.
0: It's similar to the theme of, you know, do what you want to me. Because again, it's rooted in a very natural impulse for women, which is we want men to take the lead, right? But the authentic desire is we want to be safe with men as they take the lead. And the shadow version that has been created in our culture is men are in control, and that is not safe for women.
1: All right. Well, so back to the some of the technicalities of how this could work. I, I mean, I kind of understand why men might, might want the the deep throat experience, because it feels really good to have your penis fully encompassed, right? To like it's like immersed. It feels like it's, you know, the depth and that's why we penetrate so deeply. It's like our whole penis is getting sensation. And so I could see there's probably a lot of other ways to get a full penis sensation without it being one's mouth.
0: Totally. I'm not going to teach about that here on the podcast because that's something that I talk about in my blowjob course. Right. But I think if you stopped the majority of men and you ask them, if you're desiring deep throat experience with a woman, would you like for her to also be desiring that experience? I think the majority of men are, are going to say that, yes, that's something they care about, that they would like for a woman to be willing and desiring in that experience. The problem is we're, we're skipping that step In a lot of cases, there's like a way of thinking where, as you were just saying, like, I understand why men like this. It feels good when we, when we penetrate, like just even just the languaging that you were using there, I was sitting there going, going, man, that makes me feel like an object listening to that, which is really a dehumanizing feeling. And one of the biggest wounds for women with men is this feeling of, oh, you just want to use me. And we have a shadow aspect to that. Like we also have this like total attraction to being used because we've been conditioned to enjoy that aspect as well. So it's very, we've, we've put men in a very confusing bind because we're like, we hate you for doing that. And also it turns us on. (laughs) Which isn't exactly fair, but none of this arrangement has been fair for men or women in its creation. The entire system is disempowering for all of us. One of the things that we see displayed a lot in porn is intensity, roughness. And that is very counter to what both you and I teach. Uh, We are very much in the slowness and gentleness and teasing and intentional about about touching and there's a reason for that because we're focused on techniques that build pleasure sensation in the body and this you know this is something that applies in oral sex but it also applies in intercourse as well that much of what we see in porn the you know the banging the drilling the pounding the porn industry is designed to cater to, to visual turn on. And therefore it is directed by directors to be very visually stimulating. Visually stimulating does not equal physically stimulating. So what we're seeing demonstrated again and again, and again, and again, is actually an experience that is not all that pleasurable.
1: I literally have on the front of my website that I deliver my product at porn is about what looks good. This site is about what feels good. And so as you mentioned, we, we talk about slowing down and feeling things more intently in savoring, appreciating the sensations in a slower fashion. To me, it's kind of a natural evolution. As I get older, I want it softer and slower. And the intensity is so much better to me when it's gentle than when it's fast. So I I wonder if people actually get a belief, you know, that that fast and hard is better for somebody, even if both parties are not necessarily enjoying it.
0: Oh, yeah. I had a client who attended my blowjob class and her issue was that her lover was a major fan of deep throat and he had a desire anytime she offered a blowjob to uh, essentially fuck her mouth like you see in in porn Mm -hmm. and it was very physically uncomfortable for her and painful and and essentially felt like kind of putting herself through torture anytime he wanted some pleasure and she attended my class and one of the things I teach in my class is how to hop into the driver's seat when you're offering him pleasure and so you're in charge of what's happening for his pleasure session and she pleasured him according to what I teach And she came back to me and said that he cried and said it was the best blowjob he'd ever experienced, which is a comment that I hear a lot coming back from my class. But men truly aren't aware of what they're missing out on because they are fixated on this idea of what they think they get off on. And there's this whole world yeah, I, I'm thinking of like some of the men that that do discover this, that find like the world of Tantra. And then the, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, there's so much more pleasure available. It's like, yeah. Like when you just the, the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am is like the tip of the freaking iceberg.
1: Well, I think sometimes us guys are stuck in the leadership role. Frequently, if we haven't got into resignation about asking what you want, because you always tell us, you know, I want whatever you want or, you know, something along those lines, which is, which is very frustrating. So it's like, okay, well, you know, I'll just go for what I want because that's what you're telling me that we're going to do. So we might default to something like porn for lack of better information. And that's, Really, you know, so much of what we're here for is, you know, giving people new visuals, new models to follow, new ideas that uh, one can just, you know, relax and experience a sensation that they haven't experienced before so that they can learn other things that they like that they might not have known that they liked.
0: It's a model for pleasurable engagement where both people... Are equally prioritized. The existing model, our cultural model, is one in which men get to be the priority sexually, and that leads to a ton of resentment, which then gums up the experience for everybody, and sex becomes less frequent and less connected. And so when we make this shift to really getting clear on What do women need for this experience and what do men need for this experience and keeping it all incorporated in our plans, on our minds, we have a much better chance at having an intimate relationship that we want to keep coming back to for more.
1: So in my courses, one of the things that I teach women is reading the penis and in that you have to go much slower because if your hands or mouth or whatever is moving quickly, the signals are too subtle for you to pick up on. And as you're going slow and you're, you're feeling the penis jump and twitch and all of those things, I literally have a an animation in my first course showing you what's going on inside the penis so you know what that's all about. It puts you in a place of control. And it'd be my guess that you know as a guy is submitting to your oral attentions that he would really appreciate the ability to feel you being present with all those contractions i call them trial orgasms it's the it's like the penis is saying can i ejaculate yet no can i ejaculate yet no can i ejaculate yet and you you keep playing with that and so to me, it's not about the depth or the pressure or the speed or anything like that. It's about the connection of someone being in, it's like the opposite attunement. It's like attunement with one's genitals. And I think guys might really, really enjoy, you know, feeling their partner being attuned more than just vigorously pounding on it. I don't like the pounding myself. I never have.
0: (laughs) I mean, why do you think the guy cried? It's because he felt tended to, he felt loved through the process. Like actually being connected to in that way feels like being loved. And that's why he cried and was like, Oh my God, thank you.
1: And you know, that kind of experience that's, you know, the, Oh, that was the best I ever had. Usually that, ends up in like the most full body orgasm for me it's like my my whole body like goes stiff and then it shakes and I mean it's like I mean literally from my head to toe it's like I'm just like you know convulsing
0: (laughs) it's huge I'm I'm so sad for you that that's not your normal experience
1: (laughs) I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that my whole body isn't you know, pretty much engaged, but I mean, doesn't everybody have the occasion where a particular uh, event is significantly enough better that it's like, wow, that was that was amazing? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of everyday sex, I guess. There's is what definitely
0: say. a range. I'm being cheeky. I'm 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 kind of bragging about the quality of the feminine orgasm because it's just so much better. <laughs> but yes, I think that. Whether they realize it or not, men are perfectly capable of recognizing the difference between receiving a blowjob that is just mechanical and going through the motions and where a woman is not particularly engaged in what is happening. Her authentic desire is not aligned with what she is doing versus a woman who's really excited about what she's doing and her whole body's super on board and she's really connected to the experience and she's there and she's present and she's like honoring him and wanting him to feel good.
1: See, that almost turns me on just hearing that.
0: <laughs> I mean, because it's it's a hot experience.
1: Hmm. Okay. So what's our takeaway for today?
0: Seek education other than porn.
1: Okay. Well, that would be both of our courses, would <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can check out our courses at gettingoffwithnatalieandrocky.com. And I would say that's it for today. And yeah. our next episode is going to be how to reconnect with pleasure. So we took you away from it a little bit today and kind of tore things down and uh, next week, we're going to build it back up, right?
0: Uh, next week, we're, we're really kind of walking you guys through the process that that we are moving through in order to go from a place where you are either feeling disconnected, you're rarely engaging, or you're engaging and it's not feeling all that satisfying. There's a process to move through to get from there to a space where you are feeling engaged in pleasure and you're excited about connecting intimately with your partner and it's getting to be more fun and you are entering a space of curiosity and exploration. And uh, so our next few episodes are going to be breaking down what we focus on to help get you there.
1: All right. So check back with us next week and I'm Rocky signing off.
0: Thanks for listening thank you for joining us for today's episode of getting off with natalie and rocky for more resources and ways to work with us visit getting with please don't forget to follow rate review and share the show join us again next week for another stimulating episode we're here to expand your view of what's possible in intimacy and pleasure